Blog Talk Radio. Radio Nation, you are tuned into page one. You know, one week ago tonight, uh, we pretty much were smack dab in the face of something unknown that we didn't pretty much know too much about. Kind of seems one week later, or it seems like last week was so far away, wasn't it? But um, I think wherever you are tonight, probably a lot of you are either taking precautions uh, or you are probably not or you thinking one way or the other about what's going on but wherever you are we hope that you are safe and joining me out from the west as always is my wonderful friend mary how are you i am good i am well i am healthy and still upright how are you doing uh i don't know what to think uh, i promise my- <laughs> Tonight's show, while we could pretty much do an hour on the topic at hand, probably not. Um, And I think before I even go further into all of this, everyone has an opinion, one way or the other, about what's going on, Um, especially if you are just generally looking out or you are a sports fan and you're disappointed at things that have happened. Um, or you are probably confused or you've heard a lot of, like, different things about what's going on. Can we help you with that? Uh, You know, it's our hope to enlighten. Uh, We're not doctors. It's only our opinions. Heard quite a bit this week from different people. But Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, with everything that's going on, it kind of takes a lot of things into perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, it's um, a little crazy out there right now. Like, I mean, if I didn't know any better, I'd think we were in a movie or, you know, a soap opera or some kind of TV, end-of-the-world TV show. Seriously. And, you know, you can't help but be, well, you have to have some type of, I want to be careful here, I was going to say sense of humor, but at the same time, mm-hmm. yes, dying from this, and we do realize the severity of this. Um, you kind of have to keep a level head. Now, the only thing I think that I'm more worried about is how people pretty much have been in the last few days. And I kid you not, I have heard different stories from, you know, uh, people just stockpiling on particular items that they don't really need to stockpile on, people who uh, are, you know, going through these stores and pretty much, you know, or being gouging other people on prices of things. You know, it's times like this that bring out the best and worst of people, as they always say. Uh, you know it's something when Amazon runs out of an item that you don't think that they'd run out of. Or even the cost of water, which doesn't really seem like it should be. Uh, I don't know. It's, I just it's it's a it's a moment in time in which I've never seen anything like this, even with other potential things that have happened health wise. I don't recall anything like this ever. Uh, and I wasn't around a hundred years ago when smallpox was hitting. But um, in this age of social media there's so much truth and fiction it's causing a panic. And I guess I would just have to tell people to, like, breathe and just be cautious. Do the stuff that you normally do. Wash your hands. If you cough, cover your mouth. I mean, this is, like, simple stuff to combat something else. So, 
don't know. I, I just I've, I've run out of words on exactly what to say about what's going on. Absolutely. Did you, did I have to. Did you think one week ago we would be in this position? Kind of. I mean, yes and no. I, I kind of thought that we hadn't hit the apex, but I didn't know it would be this bad. Um, I get the reasoning behind a lot of the closures. I understand the reasoning behind a lot of the cancellations. I understand the reasoning behind a lot of the the, the requirements that the people are putting out there, like, hey, we're going to cancel this event until further notice, or we're not going to have people travel until further notice. I get the reasoning and the rationale behind a lot of that, but some of that, I think, coupled with misinformation. I won't say incorrect. I won't say... Um, because some of it is partially correct. Like, they get some of it right and some of it wrong. That's so a lot of misinformation. People aren't going out there and necessarily getting a lot of their information from the same source. They're going to only one source, and that source isn't necessarily reliable. Um, they're not saying everyone, but add that to everything. And then, oh, my God, if I don't do it, then somebody else is going to get it all. And, and people aren't being neighborly anymore. They're people, people are being, and they're looking out for number one, where some of the people that are looking out for number one, which is okay to do, not saying don't do it, don't necessarily need to right now. Like, they should be further back in the line. They're fully healthy. They've got great immune systems. They're not in the high-risk category, so there's no reason for them to be freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, what they're hoarding is, like, why? Why that? Like, of all the things why that. But right. I get it. It, it, it. It's a scary time. I didn't think we reached the apex, but I didn't know it would get this bad. I thought the apex was just, it would be a lot of people screaming about it and that'd be the end of it. But yeah, it's a little strange out there. A little strange. <laughs> yeah, I, I just uh, <clears throat> I did not think that we would get to this point. Uh, but like I said, definitely uh, hopefully all of you were fine. And like I said, you know you know what to do. You know the necessary precautions. If you got something and you believe you have something, you know, don't go around anybody else. And especially for those of you who work in offices, you know, right now is not the time to, you know, be a hero and go to work when you're sick because that's how things spread, and you are learning right off the bat. I mean, this is actually a very good lesson in just how quickly things can spread if we are not careful. And it's sad that it's had to come to this, but especially you want to be uh, cautious around those that are older or have uh, specific autoimmune deficiencies or things going on. Just be aware that's the only thing I can say going into this week and next week and over the next few weeks. And uh, I know in a lot of different cities, schools are pretty much being closed. Colleges are pretty much ending early. As we talked about at the top of the show, sports, as much as we know it, is at a standstill. Has it been like that since 9-11, really? Uh, and even then, you got to remember back then, it pretty much was just for like a week. We're not talking like postponement of a lot of major things. and I, I thought for sure that the Masters would be played as scheduled. The powers that be this afternoon at Augusta are postponing it to be at a later time. They say it will be played, but just postponing it, which is you know it's something serious when that gets postponed. And I think the Boston Marathon will be postponed until September, first time ever in the history of that race. So, yeah. Um, Like we said, hopefully you guys are all right. But I didn't want to spend too much time on that tonight. Uh, I Also, (laughs) because we just didn't know how far we were going to go with any top stories tonight, you know, if you really want to watch coverage, catch it on a news channel because there's a never-ending coverage of it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, will be your getaway tonight at least Um, I 
did not really come prepared tonight. Uh, this has been a long and busy week. I have not discussed have any. Been. Yeah. What were you saying? I said it has been a very long and busy week for both of us. Yes. Um, I did not discuss any stories with Mary, but I am pretty sure that, as always, she is prepared for anything that I pretty much throw at her. So for the next hour, uh, we will not probably talk about uh, the main topic at hand. Just some stories that I've seen out there. Um, and I guess in any way to get this kicked off, actually uh, a person who actually is one of my favorites. She doesn't do a lot. Uh, but uh, actress Eva Amiri, who is the daughter of Susan Sarandon, um, she is, well, she's now a lifestyle blogger. I didn't know she was a sports analyst, but it says she is. Uh, she is pregnant with her third child and has decided that she's not going to have her ex and the child's father in the room while giving birth. Now, let's just say the topic's gotten a little heated. According to People Magazine, the two already have two kids together, and Amiri has decided she wants to only be near feminine energy during her birth. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she's in no way keeping her new son from his father, saying that he'll be able to see his child directly after he's born. Not having him in the same room while she's contracting and pushing is in no way a punishment. She's honoring her true feelings around the subject, and as some people said, that they've probably the best way, but of course there's also people who have have other uh, opinions about that. So, question to you, (laughs) and I know where you're going with this one, Um, and by the way, uh, he did write a very loving Instagram about her didn't say anything nasty about her. He just said, I feel so lucky that we get to continue to grow together for many years to come, even if it's in a different way. Um, and then he said he's heard of a few people, all men, go off saying it's the father's right to be in the room with the child being born. He says, I'd like to remind him until you've gone through childbirth, you don't get to have a say about what a woman chooses to do, not even a little bit. So he actually is on her side. Uh, but for all of those who say that it's a father's right to be in the birth room, is it? No. Oh, I'm supposed to explain. <laughs> Just kidding with me. Um, no, I don't think it is. I, now, now I do not take this all men out there. I am not saying that you aren't allowed to see the kid. I'm not saying you're not allowed to be the father. I'm not even saying that you're not allowed to discuss the possibility of doing that with the person that is having the baby. But it is the person that is having the baby that gets to make all decisions about who's in the room when they're doing the thing to have the baby. No, I have been through childbirth. I am going to tell you, if I get it, if I had to do it all over again, I would not have an audience. The only people in that room would be the nurse, the doctor, and me. That's it. Like, I, not even feminine energy. I don't even care about that stuff. It's just me, the doctor, and the nurse. Maybe the guy that gives me the drugs, what is that, the <laughs> anesthesiologist? That would be it. Like, seriously. And I'm talking as somebody that tried to push a baby out her vajayjay however many years ago. So, no, you don't get a say. You can ask. You can discuss. You can talk. And you can absolutely see the baby as soon as it's born. But there, it's like, okay, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm your wife, so I want to be there when they extract your wisdom tooth and they're giving, and they're pumping you full of drugs. It's my right, as your wife. It's my insurance. It's painful. It's baloney. It's baloney. It's a medical procedure. Even if it isn't done in a hospital, because sometimes you know natural birth kind of happens on its own. But no, you don't get a say. You don't get a say. You know, <laughs> and I don't even have. There's no even like nice way of putting it. I just I don't think you do, and that's it. <laughs> are you with me? Somebody uh, out there in the world is going to be saying something about it, and I know they are, and that's fine. And you're welcome to your opinion, and you can no, either call in and I, say so. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. So here's the thing. You know, I, I kind of am a firm believer that you know the energy that 
energy that you want in that room is strictly up to the person that's actually doing all the work. <laughs> uh, and, you know, granted, while he is a sperm donor, he is not the one doing all the pushing. And he, you know, thankfully is being very uh, uh, even keeled about this and, uh, and pro- protecting that right. And uh, mm-hmm. I applaud him for that. And he understands, you know, it's not, if he's not needed at the show, you know, the most he can do is offer to be there. And if she says no, then you politely say, okay, and you roll on. Mm-hmm. You know, it exactly. is what it is. And in this case, you know, I mean, now in that awkward territory. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you still put it out there and say, hey, do you want me there? No? Okay. That's it. That's all it is. Right. Exactly, and unless that person, that's unless that baby daddy, and I, I know that's the worst thing to call it, but it's unless that baby daddy is the doctor, they're not doing much while they're in there. I mean, really, honestly, when it comes down to it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. it is what it is. And those people who don't think that it should be that way, just get over yourself. <laughs> um, is <laughs> Coming up, I'm sure, in the next four weeks or so, or probably even five weeks, if it happens, uh, let's hope it does, uh, it will be prom season. And for this high school prom, um, the principal definitely has to say yes to the dress. I'll explain. Uh, In Shreveport, Louisiana, new principal Kim Pendleton caused a stir this past week when she sent a text Southwood High School students informing them that she'll have to approve their planned attire for the April prom. The lengthy text outlined rules for female students and boys presumed female off-campus dates, but no explicit rules for boys. She said, end quote, as you begin shopping for your attire, please make sure you do not purchase any clothes that are sheer or revealing in any manner. Uh, Her school, by the way, has 1,545 students, and she said, Also, make sure we do not see excess cleavage or skin prior to purchasing an outfit. I will need you to send me a picture of you in the outfit with your name and grade. Once I approve the outfit, you may purchase it. The approved outfit is the only one you will be allowed to wear to prom. Social media reactions have referred to a request as excessively invasive, while others call foul on the principal for having final say a notoriously expensive purchase and control over how students express themselves. Uh, one Facebook commenter even said, once again, the blame is placed solely on the female. Way to uh, perpetuate rape culture. Another one wrote, this is such BS. Uh, one person whose sister is a Southwood junior told KTAL that he and his family take issue with her reach. He said it should be the parents say so instead of the principal. So I think that's just totally wrong. But not all are against her request. One person whose granddaughter attends the school says, as a grandparent, I'm kind of from the old school back in the day. I can understand because there are some young ladies that are raising themselves more or less, and they can get a little bit provocative. Uh, There will be an upcoming assembly in which students will get to voice their concerns over this requirement. And in April, uh, Southwood will host their annual prom, and school administration has taken a proactive approach uh, of asking photos from parents, which is a first-time thing, and uh, it basically is a school-level decision uh, for all formal dress. So, with that being said, <laughs> yay or nay to what this principal is doing for this prom? So, I- I'm confused. Is it only the girls that have to send in the Only picture, the girls. Or the, the boys' prom oh, the date, no. they're from outside of another school, they have to send a picture as well. No boys. They don't have to send anything but the girls. They're so dating. if I am a if I am a, a gentleman wearing mm-hmm. a tuxedo going you to You don't have school, to submit a picture. I don't have to submit a picture, but if I am a female who or is dating identify that gentleman female, that goes to that school, you who have to submit a picture. gentleman that goes to that school, I have to submit a picture. Yes, ma'am. Oh, even outside the school. <laughs> yes, Not ma'am. Into, in the school? and No, then definitely no. Because, I mean, in the school, 
if it was like, hi, you're a student in this in this school, and our code of conduct says that you have to dress appropriately, and it was both male and female, eh, I still think that's a little bit overreaching, but I can understand, like, send it in so that we know that you're not going to be showing up in, you know, booty shorts or something. I don't know. Something that J-Lo would wear on Super Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Um <laughs> But wow, no, that if I am if I am dating somebody at another school that that is if I'm outside of that school and I'm dating somebody in that school, I have to sh- no. Yes, ma'am. No. You have to. <laughs> like maybe I can get like maybe hmm, no, that's still uh, I'm trying to think of a better way to kind of like hey temper it a little bit. But the only thing I came up with is maybe having like a parent signature on it. But like, hi, yes, we've seen all the outfits, and yeah, we're we're approving what they're wearing. But and you and I both know. In, but but there are some that very. Would be but you and I both know that there are some very. Uh, liberal. Liberal parents. Who, That's not the word you want to say, though. That's very, not the word uh, I want to say, and I, you heard me as I was like very toughly did not want to say it, but there. Yeah, because there, I'm liberal too. Yeah, but not some that parents. Way who support their kids and what they wear, even if it was like a bikini, because they say that it is them expressing their right and their... Um, Individuality. Their, yeah, their body. And so you know you're going to get that. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think it is an overreach. Um, all you would have to say, and you don't have to ask for a picture, I would just send that friendly reminder that this is a prom, you know, whether it's on school grounds or, you know, a school social event, and to please dress um, appropriately. Appropriately. I would leave it at that. Now, if there is just something that's outside of, like, really bad and, like, somebody's, you know, just falling out of their dress, and I know it's on prom night, but that's where you'll probably have to take the consideration. action. But I think, you know, these are future adults. Here's my thing. These are future adults, and you have to kind of give them that leeway that they are going to hopefully do the appropriate thing for um, fancy events such as prom. You know, you leave the other clothes and the other stuff for, like, clubs oh, yeah. outside of that. And I would just send that nice little nudge of a reminder that anything that's too extreme, you probably will not be admitted into the dance. And if right. You do have a but then you get the parents extreme, that are like, well, they spent all, yeah, but they're trying to avoid the, we spent a lot of money on it. that, blah, 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 and you should give us our money back for it. You're liable because you turned us away. There's a no-win situation. This is a no-win yeah, situation right it, now. It, it, it's it, no-win. There's nothing good. There's no way to do this unless you give everybody, like, this is your prom dress. And, and, and everybody's wearing the same prom dress, and every boy is wearing the same tuxedo. But here's the thing on top of that. What prom dresses do you know nowadays that look old school? A lot of these have, like, really high slits or, you know, a lot of other stuff going on. So it's, it's the fashion okay. of it. The fashion has changed. You know, this is the old days of the big, you know, uh, shoulder pads and, you know, <laughs> ruffled dresses that we used to wear at a prop. You know, this this is a little different now. So, I don't know. I don't know if there really is a good way around that, but I think that what she's doing is kind of an overreach. Uh, I kind of agree with yeah. her. You know, yeah. Yeah, somebody told me. Right now, but... Can you imagine, though? What would have happened? And that's say, can you imagine what would have happened if a male principal had said something like this? Oh, oh! <laughs> Everybody be on fire about this. And Everybody say, be on fire about this. Yeah, I was like, so you know, at this point, kind of not rolling with that. There's got to be a better way. And maybe I don't know if it just goes back to the friendly reminder. Hey. You're all adults, or you know, future adults of America do the right thing. Yeah. Well, no, I can hear the I can hear the like the note that was sent home back when I went to prom, and it was basically this is a school event. 
you are representing your school. Please remember that you are supposed to be a representative of our school and dress appropriately. We have every right to turn you away if we feel that what you're wearing is inappropriate. Thanks and have a fun prom. Like, you know, like that. Granted, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the letter in my head memorized, but that's basically what I don't say. And I know that's a, that's a cop out, but that's probably your safest bet. This is, uh, it's, yeah, ooh, ooh. this was a guy principal. Wow. She's getting some leeway just because it's a female principal still. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jealousy much? No. Hmm. <laughs> Trying so, to be light. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a very interesting uh meeting, I'm sure. If we have anything else, if we hear anything else, we'll definitely update you and let you know. Uh, but for those of you who are listening, I'm LeVar. That is Mary out on the west. Uh, hopefully it's not raining out on the west uh, still. <laughs> um, actually, we're due for uh, snow. Not right now. Yes, not right now. Uh, but yeah, welcome to page one. If you are expecting us to talk about the top story that's going on, kind of did the top of the show. Um, I did see a few side stories that try to avoid them. Uh, actually, this one brought my attention. Uh, this or got my attention this week, and it was a story in regards to actress Kaylee Cuoco and her husband Carl Cook. I didn't even know this. Uh, But this story comes from Yahoo, and it says that for many couples, moving in together is a huge relationship milestone. Traditionally, the step was usually taken after marriage, although nowadays many couples cohabit before walking down the aisle. But there is a third less conventional choice, living apart together. I'll say that again, living apart together. And it seems to be an option some celebrities are now taking. Now, just yesterday, uh, Kaylee Cuoco announced that she is finally moving in with her husband two years after they initially tied the knot. They wed on the 30th of June, 2018, after dating since late 2016. But despite enjoying marital bliss for nearly two years, the actress and her husband have lived apart from each other, with the couple admitting last year that they loved the setup. She said that we have a very unconventional marriage, you know. We have different locations that we're at a lot. We're not together every single day. And while their own living arrangements look set to change, the couple aren't only the they're not only the celebrities who've opted to leave the benefit of living apart. Uh, despite Gwyneth Paltrow marrying her husband, uh, Brad Faltruck, in December 2018, uh, she wasn't carried over the threshold to her marital house. Instead, the couple chose to live separately, with him splitting his time between Paltrow's and his own home. And Claire Danes and Hugh Dancy are also in the Marriott but a Park Club. Uh, the duo has an ultra-modern transatlantic marriage with Dancy based in London and Danes in New York, but it works for them. Uh, in an interview, she even revealed that their secret to staying connected is constant communication. She says, we talk a lot, we text a lot, we send each other photos of our toes, dumb stuff, she said. Uh, and it isn't just celebrities who are catching on to the benefits of living apart together. According to relationship therapist Louis Venter of Couples Health, not sharing a house with your spouse is a growing trend, uh, now accounting for nearly 10% of UK couples. He says that people are more comfortable creating relationships around their needs than around social expectations of what an ideal relationship should be. And for many, this means stating their need to share a deep emotional connection, but not necessarily a home. Uh, and then he says that they're not just for younger people either. Living apart is also very common amongst later in life couples. Older people seeking significant relationships often have very different priorities. They aren't looking for someone to support them uh, in a career or raising kids and are instead are seeking emotionally deep companionship. Uh, what's more, there are some pretty convincing benefits to not actually sharing a bathroom with your other half. That many of the couples report that living apart means that the focus on the relationship is concentrated on their emotional connection. So, uh, with that being said, are you a believer in this new fad? I mean, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't scoff against it. I don't know. I don't know if it would work. I know that I like having like physically there, but there are plenty of times when it's like, you know, I, I would love to have you here, but kind of like having you not. So you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here kind of attitude. Um, but I'm also, you know, I've been there, done that. I've lived with my significant other, and we got, depending on the space that was available to us, it, could, it got cramped sometimes. It got claustrophobic sometimes. Um, we didn't have time to decompress. We didn't have time to, especially if an argument arose, uh, we didn't have time to get kind of get to our separate corners and stay out of each other's way. And that might have been immaturity, but space would have been good too, you know. So I see where the benefits could be. Hmm. I'm not going to scoff at it and, you know, all the single ladies over here, so I'm not going to say no. But it, it has to, it, I think it, it really depends, like what, what the article said. It really depends on what the couple is requiring for their relationship and if somebody in the relationship needs to have a physical connection which I don't know about need but I like having a physical connection so I like having somebody living breathing talking sitting next to me um, I would probably be more on the traditional side of relationships with wanting needing having somebody next to me um, but if both parties are like I don't need to have you physically next to me all the time you know like I kind of like having my space, and as long as we're in constant contact, I'm okay, and the trust is there, and the, and all of that is there. Bravo. Bravo. So, yeah. I don't know about support, but I'm let, let's back it up. I don't know that I would do it, but I also wouldn't, I wouldn't stop somebody else from doing it, and I wouldn't laugh at that either. Hmm. So you like the physical aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, the physical aspect of it, okay. I am, and LeVar knows this about me, so all you out there, um, all five of you that are listening, awesome. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I am a very, I am a very, like, old school romantic deep in my soul. Like, I will laugh and joke and be very blunt about everything that's going on, but really I am an old school romantic. Holding hands, leaning on somebody when watching TV, little things like that, I absolutely adore and want in my relationship. And I want to be able to sit next to someone and just not Netflix and chill, but chill. Like just be able to put my head on their shoulder, eat popcorn out of a bowl, hold hands when you're walking down the street, have their hand put, you know, have them put their arm around me and hand on the small of my back. Those things, those little things, do it for me. They may not do it for everyone else. And that's the best part of relationships. You find the person that does it for them too, and whoop, then you, you connect in that way. That's why I said I, it may or may not. There's times when I absolutely want to be alone. So, depending on space, it might be a good thing to have separate places. But I know that I'm more traditional in that way that I would need to be, and not need to. I would want to be around that person more than not be around that person. So, it would have to be, it'd have to be something discussed. No! Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, I, uh, I actually... I would agree it's with you because I would think I get it if there was like some type of time in between while you were getting things like if you didn't live together while you were dating and you were getting some things together uh, right at the point of getting married and you were kind of moving out from somewhere with the plans to move in together. But all of a sudden here, two years, two years. And, and that's not to say that they haven't been together, been together. I'm, you know, I'm sure they've flown or wherever, met for this and met for that. But I can't imagine being, especially married, dating. Yes, I get it. And even then, I'm like you. You know, I'm the old school where it's pretty much like you kind of need to know that that person's there. And I don't get the, especially, I know there's a fine line between the dating aspect and the married aspect, but man, 
married and you don't live with your spouse, that's kind of tough. And I, you know, the reason you get married is that you want to be with that person. And I, and even that, I can understand it if it was, like I said, something where you still had like a couple months to go on that lease. But even then, you would move out and leave it empty to be with the person that you love. And it kind of, to me, when I hear something like that, it's, well, Hollywood, I get it, you know, because they were like, eh, I'm good, you know, but you got to miss them at some point, you know? Uh, I don't seem natural to me. Uh, you know, I know we grew up with the whole thing, if you get married, move in together, or sometimes now you move in together ahead of that. But I would think that for something like that, like uh, a lasting companionship, to be apart, to me, I think that hurts the relationship more than anything else. I get it. Some people want to be alone. But, man, that's a, the fact that it's Claire Danes where she's living here, he's living over there. You know, that, that's like a – I don't know what you call that. You know, it's not like he's in upstate New York and she is, you know – Downstate New York, <laughs> you know, I would be like, okay, I get it, but yeah, that be that far apart. That's I don't know, it's not natural to be in a relationship because part of it also goes on the full thing of uh, not only mental uh, but physical, and no type of physical touch, you know, being or anything. I don't know. That's kind of dangerous. But, I mean, if you can do it, yeah, me, I can't. So I'm with you on that one. Only sort of with me, though, because I said I would do that. There are plenty of times. Like I said, I I mean, I don't necessarily need it all the time. And if I can work it out with whoever I'm with, distance doesn't bother me, you know. Uh, if, If there's trust there, if there's communication there, if it's, I'm seeing them on a regular basis. We've got it worked out that way, and they were, you know, they were. It's not. I'm not saying it's easy. It's absolutely not easy. But I've lived on my own for quite some time. I, I'm gonna have my routines, and to have that disrupted is gonna be, take some time. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a a good chunk of time where I'm not living with whomever. And if if I end up getting married again. I'm not shutting the door on it, but if I do, I might not live with the person right away. And not just because of, you know, taking two sets of assets and making it, whittle it down to one. It might just be that I need time to undo my habits, my 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 things that I do, the, the, the routines that I have set. If I'm an early riser and they're not, you know, that, that that's stuff that you have to get used to and I get it. At some point, though, sometimes it's just better. I mean, for heaven's sakes, like, not maybe not our parents. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but maybe, I, I for sure, my grandparents were in different beds, sometimes different rooms in the same house. You hey, know? Well, remember, Lu- so, Lucy and Rick were in separate beds, but yet they had a kid. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's not like that stuff doesn't happen. Physical happens, you know, if, if, as long as you make the, the choice for it. I guess that's where it comes down to. As long as both parties that are involved in the relationship make the choice and it's a mature choice and they're both on board, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. It's their relationship at that point. And as long as they're okay with it. I don't know that I would do that, but... Dating, definitely, I would be on board with it. But after marriage, I don't know. It wouldn't be very long. Well, here's a great debate that I'm pretty sure all of us will have one side or another on. But last week, a website called Witch, W-H-I-C-H, asked experts which condiments you should store in the fridge and which ones you should keep. Now, the article says, quote, there's no need to keep ketchup in the fridge. Not only does it contain vinegar, but tomatoes are naturally acidic, and this helps to preserve the product in room temperature conditions. Uh, this shocked a lot. 
and I don't know about anybody else, but my ketchup always goes in the fridge after it's open. Uh, one of the doctors in the article said people can keep it there because they prefer a chilled taste, but otherwise it doesn't need to be refrigerated. So, great debate, yes or no, when it comes to putting ketchup in the fridge. Well, if the the container says refrigerate after opening, I'm putting it in the fridge. I don't know about <laughs> keeping it fresh. I like cold ketchup. I'd rather have cold ketchup myself. I'd rather have cold condiments. There's not very many condiments that I like warm. I put all trying my, to think of one. I put my mustard in the fridge. I put my barbecue sauce in the fridge. I put mine too. I, I don't. Uh, uh, by the mayonnaise way, and butter as well. Although. I will say I do take my butter out of the fridge if I know I'm going to be using it for large amounts of things and put it out on the counter so that it comes to room temperature so I'm not even, like, trying to spread a brick. Because I know that's a thing, too. Now, keep in mind, I'm also going to, for the sake of telling you, is that uh, these folks are from the U.K., so I know they have a little bit of a different uh, uh, taste of things over there. And... Of course, they said that mayonnaise, uh, salad dressing, and things of that nature goes in the fridge. Um, some other things they thought that you could store in either. But in the cupboard uh, was actually the ketchup, soy sauce, um, honey, which, of course, I mean, nobody puts honey in the fridge, um, olive oil. And, uh, you know, I think the only other thing on that one, <sighs> yeah. I mean, no way in heck am I not. Because, yeah, it does have that on the uh, container, does it? Store in fridge, right? Yeah, it has refrigerate after opening. Same with soy sauce, refrigerate after opening. Hmm. Trust me, I know about soy sauce. I've got lots of it. <laughs> hmm. But I will say that, like, yeah, who puts honey in the fridge? Yeah. They said the other thing I don't put in the fridge, I don't put. Uh, syrup in the fridge. Oh, no, you don't put syrup in the fridge. It, why? That's like putting honey in the fridge. It's like putting molasses in the fridge. The whole molasses in January, yeah, molasses in the fridge. That's basically what you're saying. No, it would dude, be like why? It would be like putting peanut butter in the fridge. <laughs> I, people put peanut butter in the fridge? No, what? I don't no, know. I'm, my fridge. I'm, pulling my, I'm, I'm opening my fridge right now. Oh, well, no, I don't even have ketchup in the fridge. I'm out of ketchup. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, you got, oh, I'm not man. out of ketchup. I actually have ketchup in my cupboard because I haven't opened it yet. So, I was say, if you go to the store, there might not be any on the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have some. I just haven't opened it yet. So I have an unopened ketchup bottle in now, my hand. Is it, hands. Is it ketchup it. or ketchup? Uh, it's Heinz tomato ketchup with a K. And it says right on the bottle, shake well before you first use. So I'm going to shake it right now while I'm reading this. No, I'm just kidding. And then for best results, refrigerate after opening, right on the label. Now, just to be sure that I've got that straight, you said it is ketchup. So it's K-E-T-C-H-U-P, correct? Yes. Heinz tomato ketchup. Gotcha. Not catsup. Not catsup. Wasn't there a difference between catsup and ketchup? I don't know, other than, you mean other than the way people say it? I thought that maybe. Diff- no, I, I swear a while back there was a difference between ketchup and catsup. I think it was something or how it was made or what was in it. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to, uh, <laughs> we got to Google get that. Get back to the folks on that one? Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to either Google that or get back to the phones on that one. Somewhere somebody will be able to uh, explain a difference. Not like it's going to be like, a big pressing matter in the world to know the difference between <laughs> It is to me. Oh, by the way, uh, hmm. Ken, I know you have something big coming up. Uh, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to look this up. While I'm looking this up, I'm going to have Mary tell you about something big that's going on with her that we've been talking about on the show here for the last few weeks. So why don't you tell the folks, I'm going to look up the difference between ketchup and ketchup. So if you don't mind me, I'm actually going to go to Google and look this up so we will have a definitive answer and you go ahead. (laughs) All right. So I think what you're trying to get me to lead into is that I am still doing, I'm still doing the fundraising for St. Baldrick's 
which is an uh, organization that raises funds to fund uh, research for children, childhood cancers. Um, they're looking for a cure, and I have, uh, I have decided that I was going to help them raise funds for that. And as part of that, I also said that I would shave my head in solidarity as well as just because, well, it's fun. Um, that's what they do as a shaving event as part of the fundraiser. Now, the fundraiser itself is still going. You can uh, still donate. You can do, donate online. You can donate over the phone. There's a phone number that goes with that. Or you can, um, if you're in the area that I'm at, um, donate. just go onto the website and donate to the, to the organization. It's really great. Every two minutes a child gets um, diagnosed with cancer, and, and this is one of those things that no family should have to go through that. Um, I can only imagine a family, especially now, today, yesterday, getting the news that not only do we have all this stuff going on, but now your child has got a form of cancer, and their immune system is now going to be compromised because of that, because of the chemotherapy, because we don't have a cure. So uh, I am shaving my head. That is still on. The event that I was supposed to be doing it at has been postponed because of everything. But I'm still going to be shaving my head, and I'm still going to be raising funds. I'm going to continue the fundraiser until their event goes. But tomorrow, my hair is coming off of my head. Um, so if you out there feel the need to donate, to do something, to Think about something other than what's going on in the world today and the craziness that's going on. If you want to support a family that's having to deal with this and with the news of cancer, please, 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 please find it in your heart. Donate. Every little bit helps. A dollar, 50 cents, two dollars, ten dollars, twenty, all the way up until whatever you want to give helps immensely. And it's a great organization. It's stbaldricks.org, um, and the event I'm doing it for is the leprechauns made me do it. So, by all means, donate, donate, donate. Did I give you enough time to Google? Oh, yeah, you did. Actually, I've got it. Oh, um, and I out it is nothing special because ketchup and catsup are simply two different spellings for the same thing, a modern westernized version of a condiment that European traders were introduced to while visiting the Far East in the late 17th century. And there is a far more better story into that, but we're not going to put anybody to sleep. And, of course, that is an epic fail because we were hoping that it would be something bigger. Uh, oh, I got nothing. <laughs> so, time out, time out, time out. So other than that, it's just a spelling issue, which it sounds like it is. And actually when Hines so started... which way is the right spelling it? Right. So when Hines started doing catch-up back in the uh, 1840s or 1870s, uh, they actually did spell it catsup with the C, but then switched it to ketchup. So a lot of people were saying that it's different uh, uh, versions of it around the world, uh, but nothing but different spelling. So, so which one's the actual spelling of the condiment that has been around forever, the C or the K? They believe it is the C, but the thing is, is that it was spelled different ways, and even like uh, it was a version with a K, and I, I left the page now, but uh, there was a different way of spelling it with the K. But, yeah, it's pretty much if this, well, was, like, if this was probably like a uh, trivia night at a bar, it probably would not mean much to anyone, and <laughs> therefore there is no uh, answer. <laughs> so it's like gray and gray. It's just spelled with either an A or an E. Pretty much. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, last story. I would, oh man, I don't even want to do this story. <laughs> it was a lot. But don't. Uh. We got ten minutes. You got a two minute rant. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> well, I saw this story this week. Mm, I'm gonna be careful with this one. Um, the story that I'm about to do. <laughs> Disclaimers. Oh goodness. Yeah, you know there's a disclaimer to this story. Um, if there is any children listening, uh, the next thing that I'm about to say is of a frank and explicit nature. <laughs> uh, listener discretion is advised. Um, <laughs> man. Anyway, <laughs> 
So this could be fun. This is from the Sun in the UK. There is a new dating site that is launched, uh, and I'm going to use the actual term that they put in here. Um, glad that we have a lady on the panel. Um, <laughs> but this new dating site is for guys with quote small willies. The website <laughs> Thinking aims to normalize men with smaller manhood in a world with an increasing pressure to measure up. Uh, so the website launched exclusively for guys with less impressive old fellas to match them with partners who prefer those with fewer inches on them. A spokesperson said, quote, body image is generally within your control, but um, size is not unless you get surgery. The internet is packed with false claims and products to increase size, and many young men now think you need a 12-inch member to satisfy your partner. This is not true. Uh, now, Dinky One began with 27,000 people, 27% of whom were women. And the site says that there are women who prefer a smaller package for comfort, and there are women who enjoy the smaller man as they tend to compensate with additional foreplay. A 36-year-old user said, when you're a smaller man, dating is very complicated. Imagine when a relationship fails, she's likely to mention my size to her friends, and then gossip spreads. You become paranoid. It's therefore far better to date online when everyone knows in advance. A 28-year-old user said, I find sex painful with a man bigger than four inches. I kid you not. However, according to NHS figures, most men in the U.K. will be eligible to join the site as the average size for an erect penis there is 5.1 inches. So that brings to mind the always, uh, I think it's probably one of the most asked questions of all time, but probably not of uh, women that aren't in the sex industry, but the size truly matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've already did the disclaimer, so I will be Frank. My new name is Frank. Um, yes. <laughs> to, be, to, to be completely blunt, for me, no, it does not. Um, what matters more than size is connection um, and then also the attraction. Um, I have dated a range, been married once and have a child, so I've had sex before, people. Um, <gasps> I know, shocker. Um, no, it, size doesn't for me, um, but I do know of women, um, multiple actually women, that have said that it actually is very painful for anyone uh, the, anyone larger than a certain size. And um, that, that's actually more common than you think. It really is. Um, most guys also, honestly, most guys are fine, whatever size they are, and are very, very, very concerned about, oh, I'm small. Really? No, I think you're fine. Like, I think you're fine. Um, I do believe that men that are a little bit more concerned about the size of their member, of their best friend, um, do tend to do more than just the sex part uh, than people that have a larger member because they think they can just get her done. And uh, sometimes that's just not the truth, you know. We only have so much room. And... Not necessarily that pleasurable. There's there's physiology kind of thing. Uh, physically, there's a, there's nerve endings and bunches, and that's where really that's where the stimulation needs to happen. And if you can find that on your woman, and if she's and she's willing to discuss that openly with you and honestly with you, you don't necessarily need to have a porn stars member. You could be just your average girl. Even there you some, go. Even some porn stars say, man, they're like, I only do that on film. And they're like, I'm not having normal everyday relations with somebody that large because they were pretty much. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Because it hurts, because it's not useful, because really, like, no, it's, it's just, yeah. So, no, it doesn't to me. And I'll keep it very... I'll you are a specific. sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. 
Oh, don't make the guys feel bad. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. It slipped. That slipped. I didn't mean to play that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. So you're Sorry not going to be using the site is what you're saying. Okay. Didn't, didn't mean to play that again? one. I think I might have to sign up. <laughs> didn't mean to play that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So what do you think? Do you think that's something that I know the size doesn't matter kind of thing well, see, when I say that. Part to that? It doesn't matter. Here's the dangerous part to that because you don't know if that guy that is 5.1 has a lot of girth as well. Because there used to be a Ford mm-hmm. star who pretty much was not a really big guy. I think he had like a ton of girth. And like a lot of these women were pretty much like, holy crap. So, I, you know, the thing is, is that you're right. It does, in all seriousness, it does come down to uh, the connection. And, you know, even with people, everyone, this is why I always say everyone has something that fits for them. And I think guys need to know, um, and, and ladies don't do, a, well, it, it works both ways, and this is always a show for another day. But there are a lot of times when guys need to let women know that they are fine in every way. And sometimes, ladies, you need to reciprocate, and you need to let your guy know that he's fine in any way. That way we're not having all of this insecurity because, you know, whether you are short tall, fat, you know, or you have, you know, a mole here or one leg shorter than the other or whatever, you know, everyone in their own way is sexy. And it may not be to, you know, some majority over here. Screw them. Because for every person out there, they are beautiful and sexy in someone's eyes. And that's the person who you should be more interested in and want to get to know. Not anybody that's superficial and only wants somebody that looks a particular way. And there's nothing wrong with those people, but to me, those people lose out on a lot because they don't, you know, look for that person. Because at the end of the day, you know, you could be the most beautiful person in the world, but you may have an ugly personality or anything else that just doesn't mesh. And, you know, keep your eyes wide open because you never know. That's all I got to say. It's good for them. What's the name of the website again? Smallwillies.com? Uh, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to the website. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was actually a dinky one. It's the accent that doesn't for me, website. actually. So, yes. yes it's the accent that doesn't for me. So, um, we are just about out of time. Oh, by the way, uh, happy birthday to my sister, Latoya. Happy birthday to her. Um, as I can say this year, my, well, every year, I can say my older sister because uh, I'm the youngest. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but happy birthday to her. Did you have any shout-outs or anybody you want to say hi to? Or uh, Not to – well, no, actually, you know what? Um, I want to say thank you to all those medical professionals that are out there and the emergency professionals that are out there in the trenches in the thick of this and yes. doing the best they can with what they've got. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. And if you don't hear it from anyone else, you'll hear it from me every time. Um, I am lucky that we, my family get to deal with some really good medical professionals. So they do, they do a job that they get a lot of stress and a lot of, and a lot of problems and people freak and it's not necessarily their fault. And so I appreciate you tonight and every night, but there you go. There's my shout out for tonight. Well said, well said. I couldn't agree more. And of course we always thank you. Hopefully you have a better week ahead um, definitely stay safe out there, and um, yeah, please just do the basic things, and the basic things are what's going to see us through the tough times. So, um, but we'll see you back here next Friday night. And like I said, thanks so much for listening. So for Mary, I'm Lavar, and uh, you follow us on Twitter, Blue Eyes Mama for Mary, using Comet BTR for me, 
And uh, we'll do this again next week. Bye, everybody. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn.